My name is Stephen Downey and you're very welcome to episode 4 of the Mindful Living Guide. In this week's episode I get to talk to Christine Duff, a coach with Anchor Your Awareness who helps people to reach a more compelling life in their current situation. Christine is an infectious person to talk to and you're going to love this conversation about all sorts of things from mindfulness to grief and everything in between. So sit back and enjoy the Mindful Living Guide. You're so welcome to the Mindful Living Guide. Uh, this week we have an amazing guest. Uh, our guest is Christine Duff. She is a, a coach with Anchor Your Awareness. Christine enables you to reach a more compelling alternative to your current state, uh, situation. Christine is an independent, solo parent who has experienced many life lessons that have shaped her to be the most amazing person that she is today. She believes that we cannot let our own labels define us. Christine Duff, you are so welcome to the Mindful Living Guide. Thank you so much, Stephen. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you. And thank you very much for having me here. And congratulations on your podcast as well. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. So thank you. Oh, you're, you're very, very welcome. Like like I've always said to you, I, I was struck by the very first time I've, I ever met you uh, was online. And it was when you talked at We Can We Will many, many months ago. And you talked about your own story and weaved right through that story I saw forgiveness and I saw growth and I saw letting go and these are all principles that are in mindfulness that many people might know about and I just thought it's an amazing story to share with people so that they can understand how mindfulness is not just about sitting away meditating all it can weave into our life in so many different ways and it can also help us to live our life fully and to progress uh, through our life so do you want to tell me a bit about yourself and uh, how you came to give these amazing talks that i saw absolutely well my name is christine duff thank you for the introduction and um, so originally i am and i still am a qualified beauty therapist so i've been doing that now about 15 years so then Recently, just in the last year, I qualified uh, with a diploma in coaching with neuroscience. Now, coaching is, I suppose, it's the new way with understanding ourselves and getting a deeper understanding of self-awareness and, and uh, you know, all this thing that we're talking about, mindful living. And for me personally, I would never have really meditated in the sense that, you know, you, you put on a meditation, you listen to it, you follow the instructions as the guided meditation. So even though I was doing it in different ways, I didn't realize that that's what I was actually doing. <laughs> um, through the work of beauty, I would have clients that would literally, you, you probably hear it, you know, in hair and beauty jobs, it is like you take the therapist side of the job more serious than the original side of it, because you're providing a safe space for someone to tell you things about their life. And then you're in a situation to respond and react in a way that's going to help that person. So for as long as I can remember, that's been my passion. It's it's been exciting, rewarding. You know, someone will come in, they'll tell you something. You'll have a lovely, deep conversation about yourself. You'll share something personally that might have been bad in your life or equally as happy. And then you'll see that person again in about six weeks and there'll be a new link to that conversation. So that encouraged me then to go down the road of coaching. My own health, um, I was suffering with stress um, and I didn't know at the time, like how to explain it. Now we'll say, I was in a relationship, everything was going great, you know, I thought it was going great, but somewhere, I'm a very feely person, I'm, I'm more like, if, my, if I'm not feeling something in my gut, 
then I know something's wrong. So when something goes wrong, then, and I don't know how to understand it, you, I, for me personally, it was my body. I would get, you know, stressed. Like we mentioned there, well, it goes away. You know, if you're like, if I'm stressed, I get a cold sore. That's my body telling me, okay, slow down. You need to, you know, rest. Or reason how our bodies can react when it's an emotional thing, but phys- it comes out physically as well. Like, and stress oh, is definitely something that brings out a physical side to many people. Absolutely, and it's the it's the understanding the connection between your thoughts and your body. I've always been into alternative therapies such as um, reflexology, cranial sacral therapy, um, acupuncture. They've always been an interest of mine, but they they'd be something that I would do. So even though I was doing little bits and pieces of those, when I was going through the stressful situation in my life, there was a disconnect somewhere and I couldn't figure out where the imbalance was. So the only way I figured it was I became so unwell that I had to, basically, I, I ended up going to hospital. I was seen, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And from there then I decided, okay, who can I talk to? Because I talk to my friends all the time and I talk to my mom, a great relationship with her. So I was just trying to figure out. So I ended up then trying coaching. I, I sorry, that's the, I backtrack. I went to a counselor. I'd done two sessions with a counselor and the counselor was so lovely. She actually, her response was really beautiful. She said to me in her own experience, she said, I had enough tools and I had enough experience to guide myself out of it. But I still felt that I needed more. I needed more. I, I was like, I still wasn't getting a, um, an answer as to why I felt the way I was feeling. So then I done one or two sessions with a life coach. I done a program, but after one or two sessions with the life coach, I decided, oh my God, I love, I love the ethos around this. I love the way it's going. It reminds me of myself and my beauty clients. And sometimes it's almost like um like a curtain. It's like you could be doing something without realizing that you need to do that yourself. You know, the way you might be giving your friends advice all the time, but then actually when it's time to give yourself advice, you're the last person to take your own. So it was a situation like that. That's what happened. So from there, then I really turned inside, like I literally turned myself inside out. I started exploring everything, you know, why I was reacting the way I was reacting in certain situations, why I'd respond the way I'd respond in certain situations and how I could change those. And when I realized I had the power to change, it just, it ripples. It like this time last year, I was only just starting my coaching course, bag of nerves, going into a room with 20 people I didn't know, feeling sweaty, anxious, nervous. Oh my God, what the hell am I doing? Who do I think I am? Who's going to listen to me? And here I am. And I'm after completing the course. I was invited to do two talks through um, Amanda, as we can, we will. And it's, it's just been, it's a snowball effect. Like I can't explain it, but it's trying to, the way I will explain it to people is, um, it's about connection, connecting mm-hmm. your head, your heart, your gut, and your overall ability to stay present and focused but to also explore yourself and explore why you do things the way you do. And the art of letting go has been huge for me. Like I know personally, I held on to anger for someone for 10 years that I didn't really realize I was holding on to it. Yeah. But when I was doing all my self-discovery stuff last year, when when that was put towards me again because some a few people would have said oh you need to let that go and you know when someone tells yeah. you to do something and it's, like, it's, it's when someone says something like that it's very hard to do like you can't just let it go you have to work on it and uh, yeah. and let it go in the right way for you um there was one thing i was i, I was as i was saying i was i look back at your your talk from earlier on the year and one 
line absolutely stood out from the whole thing was when you actually addressed everyone in your life and any situation in your life and you tanked it and you were grateful for what it taught you about yourself. Um, can you tell me more about what, how you came to that, rec uh, to recognise that you were actually grateful um, for what you learned? I suppose, I suppose if I was to get very like personal and dissect everything, any relationship I entered into like with a partner, it was, it was toxic and it was toxic from both perspectives. You know, I didn't voice myself enough I would have let the person say or do certain things and then I and then equally you know it was, it was always toxic and then you hear that um I remember hearing and reading before that if someone is very empathetic naturally light person it's very common for them to attract like someone that is struggling and needs that light now that's a lovely way to look at it but when you're in a situation and I've been fortunate enough to help people in this where they might be in an unhealthy relationship where they they go down the rabbit hole and they say oh you know he's narcissistic he's abusive he's a mental manipulator and that's that's all fine but somewhere along the lines because I've dealt with that so much myself I've actually learned to almost see that person's perspective as well it's like yeah you can have someone that comes across as evil bitter angry and whatever but really they're they're really hurt they're really there's something inside them that that's so hurt that it can't be reached so they're projecting their hard angry feelings onto you and if you're naturally a sensitive kind person you're going to feel that it is directly your fault even though it's not it's a it's the kind of like you know the thing is never the thing so you might and be upset about something and you try, try to observe you start to observe their energy in that way and it starts to become part of you uh in some ways it's it's amazing but i think you've done an amazing thing at just stepping back and it's one thing we talk about mindfulness an awful lot is just to step back from our thoughts whether you're just getting distracted by something or just to bring curiosity to it and just to look at like their point of view and why they are doing what they're doing and it's it's amazing thing for pushing yourself forward and realizing that it wasn't something you did it wasn't something that it was just what it was it is what it yeah. is you know so yeah. um it's amazing really it is it's kind of um no not not to not to you know sugarcoat it i mean there were times in my life where i was full on like no this is my way i'm not listening to anyone's opinion because i was holding on to like feelings myself and i'm like no i'm not looking at them they don't need to be looked at <laughs> so when they all started coming up and i realized oh my god i'm actually damaging myself and sabotaging myself by actually holding on to feelings that are unnecessary so We'll say, for example, if you if you decide, oh, you don't like the neighbor or you don't like whoever and you constantly get into that little spin of, well, they do this and they do that. Well, really, you're actually stealing good energy from yourself to spend time focusing on that other person. I mean, you know, that's that's completely wasted energy. And I know we talk about energy again. It's an unusual thing because when you say to someone, oh, someone has good energy, it's almost like, what's that now? You know, what are you on about? But it's, it's, it's the feeling that you get when you're in someone's company. It's like yeah. you can be with someone and feel absolutely elated when you leave or you can be with someone and feel absolutely exhausted. It's, it's, and it's like um, that saying that uh, some people light up the room when they enter and some people light up the room when they leave. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> and it's, you know, like one of the taglines that I got rid of, my tagline was, I'm exhausted. I was constantly exhausted. Yeah. And I found I was saying it relentlessly. It's like I've often heard people say, Oh, sorry, I'm broke. I can't meet you for a coffee. I can't do this. I'm broke. Yeah. 
And I started questioning that. I started saying, you know, if you're going to say that about yourself, you're basically telling yourself that that's what you are. Yeah. Now, you know, not to take away that some people's financial situation might might be different yeah. or more or less, but it's about understanding. If you say something and you believe it enough, it will come true. So I started saying a year, a year and a half ago when I wasn't feeling my best physically, I said, okay, I woke up every morning. I was saying to myself, okay, I feel happy. I feel healthy. I feel loved. And I was saying it over and over again. And I can't remember the, the particular day or time or what happened, but literally it's just, there was one, you know, one or two days then where people would say, God, you look great today. Or, you know, what are you doing different? And it's like, Oh, obviously something inside is working and it, whatever you're telling your mind it goes back to that energy you're saying there's there's a glow from you there's actually a, there's a like a, the energy is flowing from you because you're starting off your day rather than thinking about all the negative you're like our previous guest Karine actually talked about was that you're starting to, you can start off with gratitude and what's going positive in your yeah. day and it just sets it, it changes the energy that you're giving out throughout the day it's fantastic yeah because I found and especially with the work that I do with beauty one of my most memorable experiences was with a girl who was coming in for a beauty treatment. She'd been in a few times and before I had a full awareness of bringing, you know, the, the term bringing your work home with you. So that would have happened to me quite a lot. I would have had a client that might have had a difficult experience. I could have come home from work and I would feel so sad or hurt or angry or, and I couldn't understand why am I feeling like this? I never really fully got it. And that particular girl shared a very sad story she'd lost her mother through suicide she'd lost she'd lost other people and then she had to take on responsibility of raising the family but she was such a like a beautiful happy go lucky girl and she had a lovely way of life but I remember that particular story and I remember going home and crying for hours I was like oh my god that poor girl like oh my god and then this was years ago but then something something shifted and something inside me kind of went okay that is sad but it's it's her story and I can I can it's okay to feel sad for her but it's it's, it's to understand that I mustn't feel sad as if it's mine does that make sense absolutely makes sense I was only um talking actually on one of our other episodes actually and um, one of the solo casts about our energy and just about there was one time I was sitting with um you know Nicola Connie Byrne yes. and I got a text message uh, from my wife and it was about someone that she had taught a long time before that and um something she had put her heart and soul into this person but something had happened and I was just so disappointed. And she actually, Nicola looked at me and she said, are you okay? You, your whole mood has just changed altogether. Like it, and it was purely reading this text. I had changed my whole energy, my whole persona. And she just turned at me, looked in the eye and she goes, that's not your energy. And it was like that. It just, it stopped the thoughts because we, we often, we we take on other people's energy so easily. And especially, I, I know you're you're an empath just like me. Like it's just, we take on people's energies. So, and we, it's, I think you look at someone's other point of view, but you also have to protect yourself and yeah. to try and separate that energy from your energy. Yeah, and that, that's the, that was been the biggest learning lesson for me because I found even in like friendships, relationships, all that sort of stuff, um, it's a natural it's a natural response because of my job you naturally want to like I wouldn't say fix people but you want yeah. to encourage people to do the best it's like oh there's something in there I can see it and that can be that can be very irritating because you imagine like having a fly in your face going <laughs> you know it's like you don't want that all the time so I have to learn how to back off as well and be like know who to direct my energy to when I'm in the right situation as well and who whose energy I can absorb and what I can do in any given situation, you know, if someone is telling me a sad story about someone that has passed away to give them the, the time, give them the focus, but also know that 
the, the emotion that is going to build up inside is not fully going to be yours. You're going to feel it because the other person is expressing it. Yeah. But and learning to detach. The detachment. And it's such a hard thing to do. And you've mm. got, actually, just when you mentioned there about um, a story about people passing away or that, and I wanted to talk about your amazing talk last week and where you talked about your own journey with grief because you were like from a very early age you were you experienced grief and mm. um there was there was a quote actually from the end of your talk that um you gave from your mom and i think it's absolutely beautiful it said that nobody has a future we can only face one day at a time um so could you could you talk to me about about your own journey with grief and um, absolutely what, you, what you've come to learn from it so I suppose in the talk, I expressed how my mother was only very young. She was only about 11 or 12 and her sister died of cancer. And then two years later, her mom died of cancer. So that was her experience. And growing up, when I was very young, she would always tell me about her mom and her sister. So I've always known Kathleen and Noreen, but, you know, never met them. And it's funny because I'd always describe her as mom's mom. I'd never say my grandmother. Yeah. So when I was that age then, like, it's almost like history has repeated itself. So I was that age and my mom lost a baby, stillborn, baby Catherine. And her, my dad's dad, so my, my, and my mom's dad, so both my granddads, all within the space of a couple of months passed away from tragic accidents. Like my dad's accident was completely unexpected. It was a bowel operation that went horribly wrong. And my own granddad, it was undiagnosed, um, undiagnosed tuberculosis. So all that went on and then the baby passed away and I can't really I can't really figure out too much as in you know how to explain explain it in a way that's going to make everyone understand but I always remember though I always remember when when the little baby passed away I remember my dad sitting us down and explaining what happened and my dad wouldn't be a very emotional man and he's very matter of fact so the way he said it was was very good he sat us down and he said look your mom is in hospital she had a little baby girl but the baby girl died and we go to visit her soon, but your mom's very sick. So I always remember being sad for the baby, but being even more sad that I didn't want my mom to die. Yeah. You know, even at that age, I remember thinking, oh my God, can't, can't lose my mom. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know, like, I suppose, kind of if you want, like, how else can I explain it to you now? What, like, what, um, what, what's the way, the message, what can yeah, I message now? I tell you, there was a great message I, that I saw on it um, was when you talked about the different types of grief and yeah. how it can actually affect us in many different ways and it can trickle into us. Um, I, t- I took notes when I was, when I was there. So <laughs> how, like that, like it, that, it can be a different way. Like it could be a course that you didn't get. It could be diagnosis. Mm. It could be a job you expected. But one thing stood out for me when you said a, a future you thought you were promised. Yeah. And there's like there's so many ways that, that people are grieving without, without even losing a close relative or anything like that but they grieve in many different ways and we all have to um i think you said that grief is a silent shadow that lurks within us all and yeah. <laughs> when you give yourself permission to mourn you give yourself and all the generations before you and after you permission to heal now i thought yeah. that was amazing because there are so you. many times where we are bringing on generation of hurt generations of grief that are coming down and so it's it's not just about the loss of a person but it's the loss of many different like a loss of a future you expected yeah so i suppose yeah that's highlighting it quite well there is that um, my mom always expressed her loss of her sister and her mom in a very positive way 
Yeah. So my mom would be like the beacon in my life for that sort of stuff. So I probably get it from her. I get her. I get the strength and the ability to see things in a different light from her. Um, I have come across people that have lost family members, and it's like a taboo subject. They're never mentioned. And you know, those were three people that were in my life. They lost me. I always remember the phone call when my when my granddad passed away. My mom rang me. I answered the house phone, and I just said, "Is granddad after going?" And she said, "He is, love." But it was okay. I just I remember going into the bathroom. I was 11 years old, roaring, crying, and being so sad for my mom that her dad had died. You know, even at that age. But like, it's 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 individual, I suppose. Like I know my dad. When my nan died, my nan is gone six years now. And obviously, I mean, absolutely. I mean, she was 88. She had the nicest passing ever, if ever there was. But she was like someone going on a bus. You know, she just <laughs> went into the hospital and, you know, they all joined in. Like my dad's one of 13 and they all joined in the prayers. And he joined in for the last prayer. And when he did, she took her last breath. And it was like, oh, Jesus, she never heard me pray. She's gone. <laughs> so, you know, like, but it's, it's a beautiful way. But yeah. one other person that I would like to remember is um, I have a cousin and his anniversary is actually tomorrow. He'll be 17 years gone. And I was 16 when he passed away. Right. It was a tragic work accident. He was um, he was taken tragically and he was buried on my 17th birthday. Now, again, those are all very difficult things to comprehend but it's, yeah. it's remembering like learning a way to remember the people who have died and to remember them in such a way that it's okay to talk about them and to know that it's not a taboo subject and that like I've often joked that I know more dead people than I do living because we would always talk about them but yeah. it's you know it, it can be very very difficult very difficult for people and they've seen it absolutely and like there's so many people that they they have different memories and different things that that come to mind when they think of people and they can be very very hurt and so it's like it like it, for me, I love to, to be able to celebrate those people and to be able to talk about the great times that you've had with them. And uh, it's, it's an amazing thing to do. The if I could ask you a question, actually, because I know mindset is a massive part of your industry and coaching and mm. mindful living. But if someone said mindful, what is mindful living? What what does it mean to you to live a mindful life? So my own personal experience to live a mindful life of mindful living is to just be aware of yourself and to be fully present in any given moment of your thoughts and your feelings quite often we can leave one rule the other i believe if you're going off in a tailspin with your thoughts you're not you're not going to feel great in your body so it's going to be you're going to be all over the place like if you can think you know like a duck splashing in the water that's a great analogy you know they can be smooth looking on top but the legs are going ninety. So mindful living is to just become really aware and that to be open-minded, be open to understanding other people and other perspectives. Because quite often we can get caught with just our own our own way. And it's basically my way or the highway kind of an attitude. And that can affect all of us. You know, we can be very, we can become very caught up in, no, I'm doing it this way now because this is what I said. Not to be confused, but if you are very confident in, in a decision you're making, then absolutely go for it. But really just being present in the moment and learning how to change your reaction and your response if it doesn't feel right to you that that was a big thing for me I, I started changing how I reacted and responded to certain situations because I was confused as to you know why I was doing something like we'd say I might have I might have shouted and there was no reason for it and I started questioning that like you know we say with the kids in the morning I mean come on we have to go you know there's such a nicer way to say that it's like you can just say right guys we have to be in the car there now in 10 minutes I mean that's such a shift already but 
previous day would have been oh my god you know like a headless chicken yeah, yeah no it's, <laughs> so it's, it's about it's about taking like I, I can absolutely empathize about the the kids in the morning uh, and <laughs> trying to get, get kids ready to go to school and but it's i and i'm absolutely guilty of it all the time about something's on your mind and you have to go you realize you have to go somewhere and they don't have shoes on or do so and, and you shout at them and say, listen will you get ready and, you're, and it's it's about just giving yourself that time to respond you know and it's just yeah. my wife always says uh, ask yourself who do i want to be in this situation you know but yeah listen i i think that's a lovely lovely place to uh to leave it there christine and you Fantastic. have been an unbelievable guest and infectious and i love your personality if people want to get in contact with you uh, about coaching um how will Absolutely. they get, get in contact with you so i'm on instagram and i'm on facebook and i have a website it's anchor your awareness and it's um a y awareness for the website but i i'm usually you'll find me on instagram popping stuff up all the time and i will be doing um a six-week program I, i'm on week five but at the moment reset your reality and i've had two ladies that have had massive breakthroughs and actually one of them was grief so um uh, yeah i'm i'm so proud of her i'm just you know she won't mind me sharing like she tried other things and she's gone to all different sorts of events but actually having the safe space to sit down and really dissect it and learn to let go she's let go of something that she was holding on to for more than 20 years and she said herself she can't express the gratitude and the results she's had so Fantastic. i'm i'm forever grateful for that so um little, little courses like that would be popping up all the time so anchor your awareness anchor your awareness on instagram uh christine duff thank you so much for being a guest on the mindful thank living guide thank you so much so there you have our interview with Christine Duff. I think you'll agree that she is just a beautiful, beautiful person to chat to. And um, I'll leave a link in the show notes to uh, to contact Christine if you want to contact her. And I'll try and get a, a copy of the of her talks. They are well worth watching. Um, that's all from me for this week. Um, I just want to say if you if you're enjoying the show, uh, thank you so much for all the support. Please, 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 if you can share. I'd really appreciate it. We're only getting started and uh, I'd love to get this out to as many people as possible. Some people were asking me if there's any way they can support the show. So I decided to set up uh, a link on the webpage. So if you go into mindfulliving.guide and just in the top right, there's a support button. So if you really enjoy the show and you want to buy me a coffee, I'd really, really appreciate it. And it means that I can do more shows in the future. So that's it for this week. Take care. And until next week, this has been... The Mindful Living Guide.